Hello, candid listeners. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef, and you are about to hear a former Muslim's dramatic journey from Islam to Christianity. But first, welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. Each week, we'll tackle the tough issues, we'll answer your hard questions, and we'll take a candid look at the Christian faith. I'm so glad you're joining me for today's episode. Before we jump in, I want to invite you to head over to ltw.org candid to get this week's free resource. It's called Insights into Islam. It's a practical resource that will help you understand Islam and share Christ with your Muslim friends. So stop by ltw.org candid, say hello, and make sure to get your free download. Today I'm here with my friend Ash, who's a member of Leading the Way's field team, He follows up with people who are seeking truth in the Middle East. Ash grew up in the Middle East in a Sunni Muslim family. His grandfather led his tribe, and Ash was chosen to be his successor. Now, let me clarify that I am not talking about a social media tribe. Ash's tribe was rooted in Islam, and there were 800 people in his family and 3,600 people in his tribe. Ash fondly recalls, time with his grandfather learning about Islam and his tribe. As we're preparing for this interview, he commented that his grandfather was devout in his love for God and people. So why did Ash end up seeking something else? Without further ado, here's Ash. I've always loved history. And so reading in the Quran and the history, there's lots of, you know, common figures, historical figures that come their stories sometimes in the Bible and different literature. Sure. One of the chapters in the Quran mention a man with the same description as Alexander the Great. And that's where all the whole thing started to me. Um, reading about the Quranic version of Alexander the Great story made some holes in the image of the Quran to me because is described in the Quran as a man of God. This is like not the same Alexander I know in history. So I start asking questions about that. First, I ask my dad and my dad asked me to ask my grandfather and my grandfather asked me to ask the imam in the, imam in the mosque who happened to have a PhD in, in Quranic studies. So that should be a good resource for my answers. So um ask him my questions about Alexander and he's like okay give me some time to do my research and you know I've been he's he's a well educated person been questioned by a 12 year old <laughs> and he can't answer and the question not, yeah it's not it's not the funniest thing <laughs> and so I kept coming back with questions got under the imam skin and he got frustrated from me and it suddenly just told me you know what don't keep asking these questions because uh, whatever history or whatever things we know outside the Quran, they are man-made stories, alternatives. Right. Uh, but what we have in the Quran is God history. It's what God's being uh, t- uh, t- said and who we are to question God. And so forget about the historical rubbish and just think about what God is telling us in the Quran. To me, as teenager, 
I was like, uh, are you going to follow that just because God said so? And that's not going to work well with me. And so instead of giving answers to my question, I've been given excuses. I felt so disappointed with not just God, but with the people also, the leaders in my life. Right. The imam, my dad, my grandfather. So I felt, well, it's probably there is no way to get to know this unknown God. And actually, I don't know if he exists. Why, if he still exists, why is not talking to us these days? And right. the last time he talked, 1,400 years ago. Right. So build distance a little bit from religion in, in general. And then build distance more from God. And I come to terms when I was 14 years old. I come to believe, you know, there is something. It has to be something called God. I don't know what he is like. I don't know what that God is. I don't think he is in Asian books, if that the gospel, the Torah, or the Quran. I don't believe he spoke to people who lived 2,000 years ago, but he didn't talk to us. Right. Uh, so he's either not exist or he have problems. So I live by one, one principle, do good, be good to everybody. And if there is enough good in your life, yeah. God will yeah. speak or reveal himself to you. Right. So you were kind of a agnostic Kind of. At that point. Yeah, agnostic, sort of. new age. Yeah. Mainly it was a wave of new age in my uh, country. Right. Um, so I think I associated by their philosophy without being connected to them as sure. a new age member. Right. Uh, or a group of new age. And, and how or, did your family taking, were they aware of this or was this just a battle happening inside your head or? Well, it started in my head. And then my family saw different change in my lifestyle. Well, first, after starting raising these questions, I disconnected from religion. And so my family noticed that I stopped praying. Every time they try to ask me, why don't you pray or why don't you go to the mosque or something like that, I always have questions ready. For them, so if you want me to Defense. go, yeah, yeah, if you want me to go, answer my questions. Wow. I feel disappointed by these uh, sheikhs and imams and right. all that. They don't know God, and hmm. I don't want to go to somebody who is telling me about a God that they don't know anything about. Absolutely, and of course, if I don't have that position of being the firstborn and the position I have from my grandfather, probably I would have not dared to have that attitude. But so they are expected yeah, from me to yeah. be in that critical position. Oh, so that was a positive in some oh, sense. Yeah. Were they thinking this was some sort of journey of discovery and that he'll come out on the other end and still be the leader? And the um, I don't think in my family, my, uh, wild dreams <laughs> or thoughts, they would have thought that I'm going to be leaving Islam or being a critic to Quran. Right. Um, because it's sort of, it, it, it is a faith that's really almost inescapable. Mm -hmm. It's so permeated into the society, they just assume he'll ask some questions 
but then he'll come back. Yeah. Or he'll he'll have better understanding. Understanding. Or, yeah. And so that's how my getting out of Islam uh, story started. And I left between 14 and 16, 17. I just thought about do good and think good, think good of others, do good to the other, be a good person, and that's enough to... Uh, you don't need a religion or a book or a faith or a so, message. So what is the doing good for? Is it just so that you get good in return, sort of like a karma thing? Or was there some sort of presence, God figure, who doing good was good, pleasing to him? Well, or? you know, I think back then the idea of God was not clear. Right. Because I don't think at any point in my life I came to a point of denial of God's existence. Okay. But at the same time, the way to God or what the character of that God or what is the way to that God. Right. That shifted for you. That's kind of not clear anymore. And that's where I doubt religion. Right. My first experience with Christian, it was actually as early as uh, the second or third grade. So for the first time, I come to be aware of somebody who's a Christian. They didn't know what that mean. All what I know that these people, and you can imagine that's in the mind of eight years old kid, uh, these people worship Jesus, and they think Isa was God, and he died on the cross for them. So I remember giving a hard time for this kid, Sometimes up to bothering him, beating him, till he said the Islamic creed. And then I will let him go. You would think sometimes this is like something I got from my family. In fact, the only time I was in trouble with my dad, with my school during those years, because my dad punished me for being nasty to this, wow. this you had kid. become Wahhabi overnight. <laughs> I don't think Wahhabi, but it's, it's just, I think when the other is not familiar to us. Sure. And when we just see differences. Yep. You're afraid we of the unknown. Act, yeah, 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 we act in the way how we, by nature, act. So when I was 16, I met my different type of Christian friend. This friend was uh, what we used to call Jesus Freak. <laughs> we would have break from, we were playing sport, the gym, and we would take break between sessions. And he would be either praying or reading in, in the gospel. Right, right. And he never talked about his faith wow. to us. <laughs> never at all. If we want to do, like, organize a trip or and going out together, it would be like, oh, I can do this in this day or in that day I have Bible study or I have camp, Christian camp or something like that. I'm like, okay, this is getting so serious. And like, <laughs> um, one day we were uh, watching a soccer game. It's uh, three of us, myself and uh, my this Christian friend and another Muslim friend. And the player kicked the ball and did the sign of the cross. Uh, right. Um, and my Muslim friend asked this Christian friend, why do you guys always do this cross thing? 
And so my Christian friend responds, so, you know, it's, it's a sign of thanking God. That's what it is. And the conversation starts from there, but it ends up by my Muslim friend trying to tell this friend, like, you know, your Bible is corrupted, you're a bunch of liars, you changed the word of God, you worship a man, not God, and Jesus is going to provoke you, all that. And so it started as a friendly conversation, <laughs> trying to get what the other thing ended up with a typical Middle Eastern fight about who's right and who's wrong. Right. And so I was between those two guys trying to provoke their fight but at the same time, this was the first time I had ever thought about why is this Christian good friend of mine turned suddenly in a stubborn arguing person to defend and to fight even about his belief uh, about the cross. Mm. Well, first, they are Christian, so they're supposed to worship God but they are worshipping Jesus, who's a man, and they believe he's the son of God, but he's God, but still a man. And that man, who's God, and his son at the same time, died in the cross. So he's basically worshipping a dead God. Now, keep in mind, I'm still you processing, information. Those, those, yeah, yeah. Yeah, processing yeah. those ideas without having knowledge from a Christian perspective, but from Muslim perspective. And in Islam, Jesus never crucified in the first right. place. Right. So by extent, there is no resurrection. Right. And so the idea of crucifixion and resurrection is not in even my mind. Right. In my mind, he maybe died in, in the cross. That's it. So thus, question kept in my mind that end up going, I end up going to my not Christian, Christian friend right. and ask him for a Bible. And I was shocked for him and like, why are you asking for a Bible? Uh, you know, I have this Christian friend like you, but he's really not like you. He's serious about this Jesus thing. And I just want to know what you Christian believe about God. So I'm not going to bother him if he's taking his faith so serious. My friend tried to avoid giving me a uh, Bible. Uh, later on, I knew because they don't have a Bible. I was going to say, hey, Brian doesn't have one. And they, have, they have a Bible from a bishop that handed okay. to his grandfather yeah. and in his some foreign language. Like, yeah, and it, <laughs> it's, it's in, in Latin. <laughs> yeah, it's in, in their, like... Archives. Yeah, they have some cabinet with okay. all the... Cabin with all the, like, things that they're proud about. But they never Don't touched. Don't open it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, his youngest brother, on the other hand, um, told me that I heard you talking with my brother and ask for uh, gospel. Look, if you want to read it, I would give you a Bible, but it's not a Bible, which was more even confusing <laughs> to me. And so this kid, during some sort of school, because they went to a Christian school, right, uh, got a kid's Bible. And he has that. And so he told me, I want to give it to you, read it, give it back to me, because it's from one of my, like, uh, my teacher when I was uh, very young. And so I took it, and it was, uh, it's a kid's Bible, or a kid's gospel. Right. With 
pictures and two lines about David, two lines about creation, two lines about oh, Abraham. Oh, like almost like an infant Bible or something. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah. not not that far. But believe it or not, through that two lines, three lines, and picture, for the first time, I read about the resurrection. And so, in my mind, wait a minute, then the story is not ending with the crucifixion. Right. It's actually extend to resurrection. And Jesus is talking to his disciple, and he's going to come back. And that's the same what I believe. He's going to come back. Right. And so, I start looking for different ways and uh, start getting busy of finding something, anything I can get my hand on. Uh, that speak about Jesus. Hmm. If it's book, if it's radio station, if it's TV, and that's the major event that happened in my right. journey to know Christ. When I was listening to Radio Monte Carlo, which is a, a variety music station, preparing for my school exams while I'm listening to music, and one evening, just like maybe two weeks after that, uh, suddenly, I find the radio station in the evening speaking about Christ. And it turned to be that uh, Transport Radio had platform a couple hours in the evening, which they broadcast all Christian programs, uh, including Dr. Yusuf's program. Mm, right. So it came to that time when I got a, a gospel and uh, the same kid actually gave me the Jesus movie in a cassette tape back then when they <laughs> existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually the radio, the tape, the cassette. Oh, the audio cassette. Yeah, yeah the right, audio cassette. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, and it's like, hey, I was looking at the Christmas songs and I found this. It said Jesus. Maybe it has something. Um, so, so I took it and I started listening to the uh, the cassette and um, start memorizing it mm. and start to get more attracted to Jesus. And, you know, I come to a struggle in my own now. So I grow up Muslim. I didn't want anything to do with God. I mean, my life at that time has nothing to say that I would find God at any way. But then I got to know Jesus through the radio station mainly, listening to all these programs. And then one evening where I was with my uncle and our band of friends, and one of his friends just cursed the name of God. He used a really hard curse, and I felt like this is not right. There's something. It's like waking up something. Right. Um, been deep sleeping inside me. And so I left the, the group and went back to my home. Arrived about around the same time when the radio station starts, the evening program, and shut the door and locked myself inside the room. And, and then I just started talking to God, wherever he exists. Hmm. And just start asking him, if you're there, why you're hiding? Like, why you're away, why you don't care. I don't think if you exist, you don't really care. I honestly start questioning the Quran because I want to know you. And uh, every time I try to reach to you, you're not there. 
And it just came in my mind, what I'm doing? I'm, I'm a Muslim by birth and sitting here waiting for a radio station that's going to talk about Jesus. Yes, I like Jesus and I like him more now. And he is making me busy uh, searching for him and keep feeding me things about himself. But what the end of it? Just at that time, I came to just speak boldly to God. You know, if you're not exist, if you're not going to talk to me, if you don't care really, you don't have the right to judge me. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a time to come and tell me why didn't you worship me or why you didn't know my ways. I didn't know them because you didn't care. And I told God that evening, if you're not going to tell me where is your truth and where is your true way, I'm just going to live my life as like. And I'm even going to take my life in my own, not in your will. And suddenly the program started uh, the, without music, without the typical introduction, and mm. uh, started by the presenter saying the verse from John three sixteen eighteen, And devotion two to three minutes maximum uh, was talking about if you're there thinking why I'm speaking to you this evening, I'm here to tell you about the true God. If you've been wondering where God, if God exists, if you've been knowing him as the old man sitting in the chair trying to judge your life and what you're doing, this is not the God I'm here to tell you about. I'm here to tell you about the God who really loves you. And by his love, he didn't spoke about it mm. from a high sky. He came, he lived the same life as you. He didn't commit any sin, didn't even think about the sin, but yet he chose to put his life in the cross to save you and give you the right not to be his slave, but to be his son. And this is the one and true God. This is Jesus Christ. And I'm like, you know, it's a, are you kidding me moment? <laughs> the <laughs> but, timing was interesting, Or right? you just got my attention. <laughs> or, you know, I think Jesus got. <laughs> wow. And I've knelt, knelt down, just repeating two things. There is God and he's Jesus Christ. I didn't know how that would look like. I didn't know what kind of cost that would be costly for my life with mm -hmm. my family. I didn't know nothing. I just know one thing that evening, that in my heart, I'm so deep sure God is exist and he is Jesus. Hmm. And that's when I say that, uh, that the night I accepted yeah. the Lord in my heart. Okay, friends, you might think this is the end of the story, but it's just the beginning. What happens when Ash's whole world gets turned upside down? Listen next week to find out. Candid is a podcast of Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. And don't forget to share your questions with me and get your free download over at ltw.org candid. Thanks again, and God bless you all.